Awesome. Awesome. Hey, I uh, thanks so much to Johanna and Scott this morning leading worship. Man, we've got such a great, great team. Just uh, we're here live in our broadcast location in Kelowna, and we got Uli Becker running screens. We got Robbie Collins making all of this work, and and uh, people just stepping out of their comfort zones. A big thank you to uh, I know uh, uh, Nathan and Hannah in uh, Revelstoke uh, leading the meeting today, and be prayer time later and. Pastor Kim and Kelowna and all others of you on YouTube and chatting and all those kinds of things. I just uh, just uh, thank you so much for everything you do behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. And uh, we're so grateful because together when we, when we do all of these things, we help, we help stay connected and keep connected and keep building community, becoming who God created us to be. Because that's the biggest thing. We want to become who God created us to be. Hey, I don't know about you, but um, I, uh, I certainly have had trouble or had struggled a lot in the last little while. And maybe it's not a new struggle, it just seems like it's accentuated over this time, but uh, just kind of keeping peace and keeping uh, the sense of God's presence with me. I, uh, I, have you ever been in a conversation where you're having a conversation and all of a sudden the person on the other end of the conversation says, hey, don't go there. Like, don't go there. Like, uh, you know, this is kind of a taboo area, just don't go there. Uh, as I think about that, I, my, uh, my wife's youngest sister, who is, uh, has Down syndrome, she, uh, she would often say to me, we'd be having a conversation, she'd say, David, don't go there. David, don't go there. And, you know, I like to tease her, but David, don't go there. And uh, there's some places that are kind of kind of no, uh, no-go zones in conversations. I, uh, I think it's probably any, any comedic or any comedy show you might see, Netflix or wherever you might see it. And uh, there inevitably is that one person, they're in the conversations, and, and then, then the phrase will be, I'm going there, yeah, 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 I'm going to go there, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going there, I'm going there. And uh, we, it's, it's like this barrier that if we cross it, if we get over it, it's, it's you know, a no-go and a go zone. And, and I think today that there's something about the go and the no-go zone, the, this zone that we don't want to go there, we do go there, that, that when we make those decisions in our mind, in, in our heart, that, that, that go, don't go zone actually helps us maintain peace in our life. That, uh, that go, no go zone, what we think about, what we go to in our thoughts, as opposed to what we don't go into our thoughts, the go zone, the no go zone, has a huge impact on how the peace of God rests in our life, or the lack of anxiety, and how, how we settle and knowing that everything's okay. In uh, Psalm 19, verse 14, the 19th Psalm, verse 14, in New Living Translation, it says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. When we read this passage, so, it's so important that we understand that what the psalmist is talking about is he's talking about the, that, that meditation, that, those things that we dwell on in our heart, the, where our heart is, that's the go, no-go zone, what we dwell on in our heart and in our spirit, what's constantly in our mind, not, not the casual thoughts that come through our head, all of us have chaotic, casual thoughts. Well, I shouldn't say all of us do, but uh, I, have casual, I have chaotic thoughts and casual thoughts. But uh, it's not the chaotic, casual thoughts. It's the things that we choose to dwell on, the go zone or the no-go zone, that in fact the meditation of a heart 
Psalmist doesn't say, hey, let, let the thoughts of my heart. He says the meditation of my heart, those things that we dwell on, those things that we think about, those things that we just kind of uh, go back to and rehearse and repeat, those are the kinds of things that, that we want to set them up that they're pleasing for God because when they're pleasing to God, there's a peace of God that rests on us. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I want you to consider some things. If you're taking some notes today, I want you just to consider some things as we talk about peace and, and, and just that idea about don't go there. Uh, don't go there. How do we keep peace in our life? Uh, we do that by what we let ourselves think about. So I want you, if you're taking notes, the first thing we're talking about is this. He says, what troubles you? What troubles you? Now, there are some things in your life. I guarantee that there are some things in your life that trouble you. And uh, you can avoid a lot of anxiety in your life, a lot of frustration in your life, but not going there by not going there in those things that trouble you. In uh, John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus is uh, talking to his disciples, and he says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Let's just leave that on the screen for a second. I'm leaving you with a gift. Here's, this is God's gift for you. He said, I, I, right now, if, if you're there in your room, you're, you're anxious or you've, you've been going through an anxious time or you're just feeling like stressed out or just feeling like there's no peace in your world, I, I, I want you to get this right now. Here, right now, God's giving you a peace. He's giving you a gift. He's, he's extending it to you. He's giving a gift to you with peace of mind and heart. And, and it's something that we can't get from the world around us. So we're not going to get it from the news. We're not going to get it from the government. We're not going to get it from, uh, from school. We're not going to get it from our, our, our network. We're not going to get it from our friends. We're not going to get the peace that God wants to give us, peace of heart and mind. It, it's a gift that just God wants to give us. So here it is. It's a gift, right? So we just take that gift. And then he goes on to say, in the last part of the verse, he says, so don't be troubled or afraid. So don't be troubled or afraid. So here, here's, here's this understanding. So here's, here's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm, I've given you this peace. So let me ask you this. How would you act if you knew you were just at peace? Well, you wouldn't let yourself get bothered by anything. You'd say, hey, I, 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 I'm not going to let that bother me because I'm just at peace. If you knew everything was okay, you wouldn't, it wouldn't matter what else was happening. If you knew it was okay, it wouldn't bother you. It's, uh, it's kind of like, a, you know, when you have a, a birthday gift or a, or a surprise for somebody. And it's funny when, you're, when somebody's trying to guess a surprise. Have you ever had that situation? Somebody's trying to guess the surprise. And they come up with all these other things, and you just kind of quietly laugh, you know, say, you know, is it an elephant? Is it, you know, a truck? Is it a car? You know, all those different things. You're just kind of chuckling because you know what it is. And so all the things they say doesn't make you change your mind about the gift, it doesn't make you change your mind to get the gift because they say it's something else or because they're making guesses on it. You don't change your mind because you know what the gift is and you kind of just chuckle at it. And the peace of God's that way. So here's Jesus saying, he's saying, don't let your heart be troubled. Why? Because I know I have the peace of God because God's in charge. God's in control. God's going to work it out at the end. Now, we can sometimes lose a little bit of sight of that, but the key is getting back and getting back into that. So trouble and those things that, that stress us out, those things that, that really uh, destroy our peace, those things that really destroy our, our, our sense of calm, those things that destroy our sense of trust in God, we just don't go there. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't things in our life that we have to deal with. We have to deal with them. There's things in your life that hurts. There's 
fears, there's some un, unjustified things or, or irrational fears that have developed in your life that have come from trauma and those kinds of things. And yeah, you have to deal with those. But we don't have to dwell on the results of those things. So what troubles you today? Maybe if you're under your notes as you're writing, maybe you want to write down and say, well, there's some specific things that often trouble me. I, I, know, I know one thing that troubles me is looking at the news, but you can get fixated on it. Sometimes you get fixated on what's going on with the world, what's going on with coronavirus, and what's going on with the government, what's going on in our city. And uh, you can get fixated on that, and when you start fixating on that, you say, oh, that's not good. So, so I write down, don't look at the news. <laughs> I still look at the news, but it's not my priority, and I just kind of catch bits and pieces of it, but I'm not going there to get informed. Or not. So I'm, I'm, I realize that that troubles me. Certain kinds of conversations trouble me when I'm not in a good frame of mind, and so I don't go there. Things that we do, what troubles you? Write those things down that trouble you, and just make a decision today. I'm not going to go there. I, I'm not going to go there because I'm going to hang on to the peace of God in me. The second thing, the second thing, the second question I want to ask you is this. So what troubles you? The second question I want to ask you is this. It says, what, what gives you peace? What gives you peace? Now, I, now I, I'm not talking about the peace in, in, the sense, in the sense there's a gift from God. So John, uh, Jesus talks in John and he says, hey, there's this gift I'm giving you. Put it in your life. That's peace. Just hang on to that. That's your peace. Okay. But there are other things that are actually rejuvenating and refreshing to us and they calm our soul. In Psalm 23, um, the psalmist writes, he said, you lead me beside still waters, you restore my soul. So he, he's saying, he said, leading beside still waters restores my soul. The reality is a lot of, there's a lot of good science behind the idea of getting outside and being outside in whatever environment you're in, being outside is actually restorative for your soul and restores your calm and your peace. You know, what are the things that give you peace. Maybe it's reading a good book and you go say, you know, I just need to read a book because it actually kind of settles me down and I just calm down. Maybe it's a good glass of wine. One glass of wine, not two glasses of wine. Good glass of wine and just like, yeah, I just feel settled and calm. Maybe it's, and, and if you're drinking that wine, two glasses of wine every day, maybe that's not the peace you're looking for. But maybe a glass of wine settles you up. Maybe it's uh, something different. Maybe it's, it's uh, it, uh, going outside. Maybe it's going camping. Maybe it's going for a hike. Maybe Whatever it is, there are some things that give you peace. You know that they give you peace. Well, just a simple equation in my mind right now. God's given us a gift of peace, so let's walk out of that gift of peace. So let's not go to the things that trouble us, if we can avoid it, but let's go to the things that give us peace. Let's walk into those things in peace. And so in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, in the uh, uh, authorized version, ASV, it says, In the peace of God which passeth, <laughs> I love it. We get a little old King James, passeth, all understanding shall guard your heart and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God which passeth. <laughs> it's, it's beyond understanding. The peace of God which is beyond understanding, let that guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. And so, by, I, I'm determining that the peace of God's in me, so I'm going to those things that reinforce that peace. I'm going to go to those things that just help me out, those things that, that, uh, that rein, rein, reinvigorate my peace. I just keep going to those things, just going to those things that, that remind me and, and restore my soul. Sometimes we can get life out of balance, and when we get life out of balance, it brings anxiety. When we get life out of balance, we lose our peace. 
because we haven't decided what we go to and what we don't go to, what we don't go to. So what gives you peace? I just want you to think about that, man. If you write notes again, just write down on that line, just what are the things that give me peace? Well, you know what? I, I get peace when, when I get, you know, for me, when I get an opportunity to just sit down with my wife for a day and just be together. That's peaceful to me. That's peace. It gives me some peace. So what gives you peace? What settles your heart? What settles your spirit? Because God wants you to be there. God wants you to enjoy that. God wants that to be a fruit of what's already in your heart. And the third thing, third thing, and, and this we've really kind of talked about it already, but the third question is, is what do you dwell on? What, what, are, what, is, what are those thoughts or what are those things that, that just seem inescapable to you? that you dwell on. In uh, Proverbs 4, verse 23, we're going to read it in two different versions, but it says, first it says in the New Living Translation, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Just think about that for a minute. Guard your heart. So what, what uh, the writer is talking about, what, what, uh, what uh, uh, Solomon, the writer of Proverbs, what he's talking about is he's saying, hey, the things of your heart, or those, those emotions, those thoughts, those things that, that dwell in you, the core of you. Whenever you use the heart in the Bible, it's talking about the core of you, your heart, your emotions, your mind. Whatever's in your heart, above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That's a pretty strong statement. Whatever gets in your heart, whatever you leave in your heart, whatever you let stay in your heart, determines the course of your life. So if you choose, big word, if you choose to think about the things that trouble you all the time, that will get into your heart. If you choose to think about the things that bring you peace, if you choose to receive the peace of God, if you choose to dwell on God's goodness, if you choose to remember that God's in control, if you choose to remember that God knew what was going on before this started, if you choose to remember that God's a healer, if you choose to remember that God's a provider, if you choose to remember that God is a shepherd for you, if you choose to remember that God is, uh, uh, that God is, is your peace, if you choose to remember those things and you think on those things, what you're doing is you're taking them from your head here, not your head, and you're moving them into your heart, and you're moving them to your spirit, and you're moving them to the core of your being, and you change the course of your life. In contemporary English version, CEV version of uh, Proverbs 4.23, do we have that? It says, uh, careful, there we go, carefully guard your thoughts because they are the source of true life. Carefully guard your thoughts because they are the source of true life. What are you dwelling on? What are you dwelling on? What are you thinking about? Now, if you realize today when you're listening and you're, you're writing down notes, you're taking, you're paying attention, you're evaluating, you realize right now you're not thinking on the right things. You're not dwelling on the right things. We're going to change it. All right? Because we're going to change it. Because if we're not dwelling on the right things, if we're, we're focusing on the wrong things, we're going to change it. See, the thing that I find so liberating about the Bible is the Bible is full of free choice. It's a lot of the problem that people have with the Bible is because they don't understand that the Bible is full of or free choice and say, well, why, God, why, didn't God, why did God allow that to happen? Or why get, didn't God change that? Because the Bible is full of free choice. It means that when he says you can do this, he means you can do this. He means you can change your thoughts. He means you can change 
uh, what your, your level of peace is and what you determine to think about. So we've thought about the things that, we, that trouble us. Best you write that down. What troubles you? We've thought about those things and thought about the things that give you peace, some of the activities, some of the thoughts, some of those things that give you peace. But now what I want to encourage you to do here, so I, now I want you to do is I want you to think about how do I need to think in order to have peace in my life? How do I need to think in order to have peace in my life? So if you're going, okay, what do, and, and maybe even farther, what do I need to think about in order to have peace in my life? Now, if you've been in our church for a while, uh, you may know that, that one of the things that I do on a regular basis every day is I read a personal declaration. And that personal declaration has been very, very important to me because it's, it helps anchor me to the right thoughts. It doesn't mean that I don't fight other thoughts, but it, mean, it helps anchor me to the right thoughts. And so I, I start off my day every day with, with a declaration that starts, that says essentially this, it start, well, the exact thing it says to begin with is, I am in Christ, therefore. So my decision is, I'm in Christ, therefore, all of these benefits, and I begin to list them off, uh, all of these benefits are mine, all of these characteristics are mine, all of these things are mine, and that's who I am, because I am in Christ. So I, I, I determine to go in Christ, and then I remind myself of all these things. So I remind myself that God is my provider. I'll tell you what, if God's looking after the bills, then there's less pressure on you. It, I remind myself that God is my healer. So if God's looking after my health, there's less pressure on me. It doesn't mean that I don't go out and work. It doesn't mean that I don't, uh, that I don't uh, take care of myself. But ultimately, I'm trusting God for my health. I remind myself that God is my peace. I remind myself that I'm made in the image of God. I remind myself that God put new DNA in my spirit when I was born again, that, that I got godly DNA in my spirit. So I am programmed to behave in a godly way. And when I don't behave that way, it's, it's, it's out of character for me because I'm, I, I have the DNA of God because when God said, I was born in the spirit, I was born... Uh, born again, and, and I got God's DNA in me, so I'm, I'm programmed, I'm, I'm, I'm made to live godly, and when I don't live godly, it's out of my character. My character is a godly character. So when I begin to say those things, and all through my declaration, I, I determine what I'm going to think about. Now, you can do that one day, and it would feel good. But if you do it every day, in fact, if you write it down, make it short enough that it's uh, uh, make it short enough that it is that you can use it. Don't make a two-page uh, document that you'll read once and never read again. Make, make a few thoughts that you're going to change. And write those down and begin thinking about those. And every day start reading those and thinking about those, meditating on those, and begin to develop a pattern of reading those things, thinking about those things, and choosing what you're going to dwell on. And I guarantee you, and over a course of time, you're going to find that, that every time you remind yourself, you dwell on, you meditate on those things, the goodness of God, the fact that God has a future for you, the fact that God has made you in his image, the fact that you are created to fulfill a purpose and that only you can fulfill. You are unique. You are, uh, you are an individual. You are full of value. All of those things that you need to hear. Right, Because we talked about things that trouble us, so we're going to counteract that. We talked about things that bring peace, so we're going to reinforce that. 
And you're going to take that and we're going to dwell on those things every day. And when you dwell on those things every day, I guarantee you that over the course of some time, you'll find the peace of God feeling more permanent in your life. Of course, the most important thing about the peace of God, and just as we come to the end of the message today, the most important thing about the peace of God is having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you know, in the Bible, it tells us that, that Jesus came to earth, that God sent his own son, Jesus. He came to earth, and, and on our behalf, he took all the punishment and all the pain, all the consequences of our wrongdoing, all the consequences of things that would separate us from God. And he died on a cross, the Bible tells us. When he died on that cross, he did it for a purpose, so that you and I could have a relationship, an open, honest, encouraging relationship with God. Today, if you're watching, whether you're in uh, one of our locations or whether you're watching on YouTube today or maybe later in the week, you're watching on Facebook or you're picking it up on the podcast, I I want you to know God wants a relationship with you. He loved you so much. And and I'd love it today if I could just have the opportunity to pray for you. If you've never received Jesus into your life, if you've never stepped into that relationship with God, or maybe you have, but you're away from it, you're a long ways from God right now, I'm just asking you, if you just pray along with me this prayer, dear Jesus, I receive you into my life. Thank you for taking care of all the things that would separate me from God. I receive your forgiveness. Lord, I choose today to make you the Lord of my life. I choose to follow you and in following you become everything you created me to be. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, maybe the first time or maybe you've prayed it before, but you just want to acknowledge you're coming back to God, we really want to be able to help you uh, grow in your relationship with God. And, And if you prayed that prayer, we'd love it if you just take a minute and take out your phone and just text the word DECIDE, just the word DECIDE to 778-760-3800. And we're going to resource you with some stuff to help you out and help you grow in that relationship with God. We're so thankful, so grateful that uh, you've taken that step today.